Welcome to the Coach Fury Podcast. This is where fitness and geekdom collide. It's time to live long, be strong, and die mighty. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 90, the big 9-0 of the Coach Fury Podcast. Today's guest is Tina Morin. Uh, my sister from another mister and owner of MSE Strength and Conditioning out in Weymouth, Massachusetts. Uh, Tina's awesome. Uh, she's somebody I love dearly. She's somebody that you'll hear how we, we, we got through a lot of the pandemic and closures and still do to this day. Um, talking to each other. She's trained with me a bunch. She's hosted me for Original Strength and DVRT several times. She's actually a big part of the DVRT Ultimate Sandbag Training I would say movement out in the Boston, Massachusetts area. She's hosted a lot and spread the word a lot. Um, so we had a good conversation. I want to do two things. I'm going to apologize uh, to Tina and to you. I talk a lot. I- I'm still trying to get my reps back in as this show is is back up to speed. Um, you know, it's funny when I listen to it, I love doing it, but I'm like, oh, I could be better at that. So Tina, I apologize for talking a lot, not letting you talk enough. And uh, saying things like us and stuff a lot. Folks, I'm going to continue to get better at this, but it is a good conversation. Uh, you get to hear a lot about how Tina and I, you know, sort of got through shutting down and reopening and all that stuff together. And then you get to hear about her in a new project with Kelly Manzoni. So uh, look, stay positive, stay passionate, stay curious, stay creative, and uh, have a good listen to this. Tina Morin on the Coach Fury Podcast. This is the first sort of real time episode in over a year, because the previous one, 89, Doug and I had spoken in June, and then I just suck and didn't get that one out on time. But now we're officially back up and running. I'm aiming to get you these weekly. And the person that I always had in mind was one of my closest friends, damn near uh, adopted family, and uh, somebody that I think I can safely say we both relied and leaned into each other a lot during the pandemic, is my sister from another mister, the owner of MSC Strength and Conditioning in Weymouth, Mass. I still struggle with saying the word Massachusetts, by the way. I don't know if I nailed it just now or not, but it's the most awkward word for a state. Um, Tina Morin. Hey, Tina, say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. <laughs> um, so for, for the audio, she's waving. For the audio, waving. So I want to give a little bit of context because this is sort of the catch-up episode. It's not just, uh, Tina's not just here to be a guest. Like Tina and I literally sort of, we're the sounding boards for each other, whether good or bad, throwing around ideas, feeling sad, feeling anxious, um, big wins, um, discussing stuff we saw on social media with other people, other organizations, other businesses, um, just really trying to make a mess of it all. And one of the things I want to stress going forward is we're not looking to throw anybody under the bus. It's not about that. But look, you're, you're coming back. Uh, I'll say this, like, because we haven't done a show in so long. The Speakeasy is still up and running. MSC Strength and Conditioning is still up and running. Um, we are very fortunate to have that. More and more, especially in NYC, I'm seeing more successful established places closing uh, due to COVID and the shutdown. And I have my issues with that um, on many levels. Clearly, we're in a political hotbed. The elections are happening tomorrow at the time of recording this. Uh, I am anxious as fuck. I think early voting, which I did last Monday, uh, has made it worse. I'm glad I did it. I wouldn't take it back, but it's like, I don't know. It's like taking a pregnancy test and waiting eight days later. Um, that's hard. And uh, yeah, so, I've, you know, again, 
I'm gonna, we're gonna survive no matter what. But so the, the speakeasy is still here. MSC strength and conditioning is still here. We're both still stable. I think it's safe to say, despite everything that's gone on. And um, so let's use that as a sounding board. So I think the thing that could be beneficial is Tina, let's start at the moment that you were like, we're closing. And what was the, what was the initial emotional feeling? And then what was the game plan or action step? Let's start from there and then you'll go and then I can discuss what we did because I think they were actually pretty similar. Yeah, and my initial um, reaction when we got the news from the governor was we're not closing. We're just gonna do it online. I had thought about it. So I always approached it as MSC is not closed. Our building is closed. And I think that's what we did right. And I got on the phone and luckily my coaches were like all hands on deck. I was beyond lucky to have a staff at the time that was like, all right, like Sunday night, literally like on the phone till fucking eight o'clock at night being like, all right, let's make it happen. And we closed down for a one day, Monday, the 16th of March was the only day we were at quote unquote closed with no classes. And we just hit the ground running with the same exact schedule and the same coaches coaching at the same times, um, taking everything online. I was here giving people equipment the next day and they were doing a lot of the background work while I was here with equipment, trying to figure out, you know, private clients and all that, all that jazz, as they say. By transitioning uh, online, was it, did you switch to like a Zoom format? We did Zoom, yeah. So I, I had talked about it with my um, head coach at the time, Michaela, like the week prior a little bit. And then when we were talking, I literally got everything, you know, what, some of the things I didn't know, like we kind of had things recorded. So one of our coaches, um, Daniela, um, we call her Geek Squad now because she had all the... She had all the ideas of like, so we went on Slack, which I didn't know what that was, honestly, um, before and had like a forum for chat. So that was outside of Facebook, but a way we could like have recorded videos. And we did all, we did all of our classes live from jump. And I think that saved us because I think people were so freaked out. I mean, like, not, I don't think everyone was so freaked out um, that we were just trying. I, I really was like, if I can just keep some sense of normalcy for my staff, and for my members, like, that's all we need to do. We just need to like all, cause I thought it was going to be three weeks. Um, yeah. I, what was, what was, can you say, what was the overall tone or thought of your membership where it was like, did, did most of them feel like it, it, it's, I, I don't, again, I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus in any way, but what, mm -hmm. like, were they very like, yes, we should be shutting down with a, not necessarily with you, but with the state. Were, 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 they, um, were they for it? Were they against it? I don't, I don't know if I remember. I might have blacked it out. I don't know if I remember. I do remember um, my last client I taught, I coached her, which is so funny because that's the one I literally just got off Zoom because she's still at home because her um, husband is um, in, in ke active chemo right now, so she can't go anywhere anyway. Um, but I remember she was in here and she was coming in for a training session. We stood, she was in like the lobby-ish area and I was in the gym and we stood and like looked at each other for like five minutes and we we're chatting. We we're like, is this, I don't think this is okay. And this was before the sh shutdown, shutdown. Like this was like, we're like, I'm just not, I'm not sure. And um, I mean, there's a lot of members that were like, I don't want to work out online. I don't want to work out online at first. And I, I literally called every single member every single week for several weeks. Um, that tapered off a little bit <laughs> as we went on, but um, just trying to get people to try it. So anyone that wasn't like fully on board that was like, this is crazy, you're getting shut down. I don't know that anyone thought it was crazy or, or didn't say so to me. Um, I don't know. That doesn't surprise me, though. I, I do yeah. think one of the things now, 
So uh, the speakeasy was only open. We were only open nine months before the shutdown. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, we, we knew our members right. pretty well, but we were pretty small. It's crazy yeah. to think actually that we're coming up on eight and a half, eight months of being closed. Right. Um, sort of closed. I mean, we're, we're, we're pretty much reopened now. Uh, we had a similar thing and, and it was weird because, you know, I, I'm generally optimistic. I stress about my stresses, um, right. but on this one, I'm like, oh, it'll probably, I don't know. I, 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 we felt like something might happen, but I, you know, you're always thinking like, that just seems crazy that there's going to be a shutdown. Right. But remember I taught an RKC uh, in the city. I was sort of, you know, it was a great event, but I came back that Monday to the speakeasy and session after session, someone coming in would be like, so are you closing? Are you worried right. about closing down? And I was like, I guess now I am. I guess that happened to me now that you say that. I think I blacked it out. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess um, like, yeah, people were like, what are you doing? I'm like, we're, we always do this like during, like, we're just going to clean the shit out of it. Yeah. And then, and this was, uh, you know, these weren't worry warts or anything. Like these were, right. like, you know, um, people that actually have access, like one's a journalist, like have access to proper information. Right. Um, as much as people like to question what defines proper information these days. And, you know, as a studio, it's true. Most gyms are super clean to begin with, right. but there's so many unknowns, especially in March now. Um, right. So that those conversations and looking more into the numbers and stuff, becoming more aware, it was very much like, I think we're going to get closed. And quite frankly, because New York, uh, I don't know how it was specifically by you, but listeners, like if you lived in New York or Brooklyn, like it was gnarly. Uh, yeah. New York City, I'll say this. Like, I know some places, I have friends out in Albany who are like, they know one person that got sick, but I'll say this. For about five to six weeks, it was almost nonstop sirens. That's not like, I'm, I'm not trying to over-dramatize this at all. It was just a lot of sirens. A lot of people were getting sick. Uh, it was pretty nonstop. And, and at first, in particular, aside from the nursing home thing, I thought Cuomo was doing a pretty good job where we seemed to have no other leadership. I'm, I'm not a, the biggest fan of the governor at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, I think things have kind of gotten taken too far, but that put me in the game plan of two things like, okay, we need to prepare for this. So we're not caught, we're not caught with our pants down. Mm -hmm. And what happens like if, when do we decide to close on our own versus being told? Right. And we started limiting class size right away already. We, you know, so our max class class size, uh, allowing for some extra cleaning breaks, members started cleaning, like pretty much all the stuff everybody was doing, you know, at that point. Yeah. And I was very fortunate, like your last day, March 16th, your one day off, like that was our last day of in-person training here for months. Um, yeah. And because of our preparation, we did our last session, I think ended at say 8.30 on a Monday and Tuesday we were open uh, online. Tuesday evening we were running our Zoom classes. Mm -hmm. And during the day Tuesday, people came and grabbed, or for the few days, get, came and grabbed like little kettlebell care packages with bands and a couple people got bags and Indian clubs and stuff. And I think the shocking thing for me then was, I think everyone knew in New York, like, this is something that has to happen. Like, no one was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're shutting down. I was like, this has to happen. Yeah. And what shocked us, and I think for you too, because we were having these conversations, was, you know, some of the personal training people didn't feel comfortable training online via Zoom. Some of it's space in the city, you know, with pets and with kids. And I think there's a shyness factor with some folks. Some people bugged out with their families. And I don't mean that in like a bad way. Like they left pretty quickly around yeah. that. Um, there is a great 
piece in the New Yorker or New York Times, New Yorker, sorry, Mira, Mira Jacob, one of our members wrote uh, how she left the city with nothing but her kids and a cat um, that I highly recommend checking out. It's a great little uh, graphic novel piece. And, but aside from like the handful of people and we had some new, the, the hard part was we had new members signing up right up to it. So we had some members that were like, yeah, I'm going to need to not come, you know, like they hadn't even, you know, broken ground here at all. So it made total sense, but everyone else really hung online and zoom. I'd say like, you know, 95% of our semi-private state uh, yeah. with us. And I think what you said was like the normalcy. And one of the biggest mistakes I saw, one of the two, the two biggest mistakes I saw from people were this, from other owners, if we want to try to, from an industry perspective. Um, people didn't take it seriously and thought it was just going to be like a week. Yeah. Um, and then people, three things. People didn't take it seriously, thought it was going to be over in a week or two. People didn't want to, don't like online or didn't think they can apply their business online. So they did not come up with a game plan until it was potentially too late. And then the third thing was um, there was this expectation that everybody has time off now. So trainers started acting as if like in programming and talking, I think, to their members as if their members were all just like hanging out. Right. As opposed to most people were went right back to work on Zoom. Or working harder or working longer. Like, I mean, like we are more hours online than we were arguably in the gym. For sure. And now they have their kids to deal with. So right. I think those were three big things that I saw, at least from a, a lot of my, my friends and peers. But I'm like, mm -hmm. no, you know, people were like, what should our schedule be? I'm like, don't assume that everybody's unemployed right now. Right. right? Don't assume that they just, people are going to sleep in as long as they want to sleep in now. We kept, we did like you, we kept our schedule the same. We've modified through as certain classes, yeah. the sessions got more popular and others died. Um, but we tried to prevent, present that normalcy. And so, yeah, we did Zoom. We set up a PDF. I, I showed a lot of the folks in Strength Faction how we went about it so that they can just go to this master PDF, see the schedule, click on the link. It takes them there. We started creating an at-home PDF where here's your, this is the programming for this month of semi-private training. If you need extra sessions, go ahead and do it. You can do it. You know, don't worry about upgrading your membership. Yeah. Everyone needed the stress and mental relief more than they actually needed fat loss or any of that stuff. Now I, right. now we know COVID and obesity is a, is a thing, but right. like the immediate stress of all of that uh, and needing to move and express yourself physically when you're locked at home, we really wanted to nail that. And I think that worked right. for us as well. Yeah. So following up from the initial shutdown training online, you were able to reopen and begin that phase way earlier than us. Uh, yeah. So what was, we were, what was that like for you? So when we, sh when we shut down initially, it was actually before we had, to, it was like a week and a half probably before we were actually needed to. And I think members appreciated that. Like, and I think it like builds, not that they didn't trust me prior, but like built the trust that I'm not going to reopen willingly either. And I think, I think every gym has its own culture and some gyms are like, members were pissed that they were closing and, yeah. Some people were just staying open because they had to and or chose to. Um, and I think, I, well, I would never have done that personally and no, like judgment, but no judgment, no judgment. Like people, people have to feed their family, but my members wouldn't have appreciated that. Um, so moving back in, we, even when we came back to, um, we opened up with uh, personal training only. So I have a 2,500 for, for, for you listeners, <laughs> weird, talking to the internet. 
but uh, for 2,500 square feet, only having one coach, one person in there, that was the biggest like kick in the nuts for me that I'm like, are you kidding? Like we can't have two coaches in here. Co like within, this is the middle of summer, we have open air gym. Like that honestly was more frustrating to me than like most things just because it was, we thought it was going to happen so much sooner and it was in July or maybe, no, it's June, June it for private training. Because we in the city only officially got legally outdoor training in like July 2nd or 6th, yeah. something like that. We were way behind and that was just outdoor. We still couldn't open indoors at all. Right. And the other frustrating thing for us was, um, so we have, you know, other businesses in this parking lot, but like no one was really operating. And at the time the landlord only let us have four people in the back parking lot, which makes like made sense ish because we're actually not supposed to be in the parking lot at all. Like we can't push sleds or anything in our lot. So, um, we could have like our semi-private training, which is now our full-time model, um, in, in the back lot. So I went to a gazillion different places locally, trying to find a place I could get a permit to hold larger classes, which we did. And, um, it was, it's about a couple miles down the street, um, but it was, it was hot, it's hot outside, and it's at a naval base on a, like, basically a runway, so it's just cement, so, but people came out, um, so that's how we kind of started with the reopening, uh, just private training, then eventually phase, or part two, phase two, part two, we could have um, a limited amount of people inside, and then we, when we were actually able to open up fully with group, there's been advances of that even, and I never advanced past. So actually, as of today, uh, my town got rolled back to phase three, part one, which oh. didn't impact us up because I never went past that. So we're, we run a semi-private model like you know. Um, we do have some quote-unquote group classes, but they're less than 40% capacity in our space. So it didn't impact us because it's moved to it moved to 50% capacity um, in part two. So when we rolled back, nothing really changed for us. Um, but yeah, that was, I think the most frustrating part of the reopening was like, I have this massive gym, open air, so much room, and I have one other person in here and it was bonkers. It, um, you know, it, it leads to the impression too, that was frustrating when you would see people commenting boldly about like, I would never go back to a place and, 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 and you know, folks, imagine a movie theater with a hundred seats and, and at 20% capacity, there's 20 people in it spaced out. Like that's not a highly dense thing, even if you were swinging kettlebells or grunting right. while deadlifting, but right. everyone, no one wants to visualize what that really is. They all assume it's the full crowded spot, people licking equipment, spotting, breathing <laughs> right. on top of each other. And, and, and so that was frustrating. Now, you know, you had mentioned you thought the closure was going to be three weeks for me. I had set like three months in my head. Yeah, I didn't, and, I didn't, I was patty positive as I tend to be. And it, <laughs> that kicked me right in the patoot. Um, yeah. I was not, I was like, you know what? A month at best and we'll be right back at it. I was, I was not in a good headspace in like April when things were still not. Yeah, we, I, I, I had June uh, in my head and yeah. we actually entered phase one on exactly when I thought we would enter deeper phases. I guess I wasn't prepared for phasing the way they did yeah. it. And then I thought we would get, based on sort of what I saw happening with you in Connecticut, I thought we'd get personal training in phase two, yeah. definitely in phase three. And then weeks into phase four, we finally got outdoor, just outdoor. So right. New York in particular, I know we were like the worst, but we also, in, in my opinion, no offense to anybody that's lost people or businesses that are closed, but we also sacrificed the most in a lot mm -hmm. of ways. Yeah. And 
now that's just like, you know, our numbers have been low. There's been uh, folks, if you've been, if you, if you listen and talk, you hear about like hotspots in Brooklyn and stuff like that. It's mostly re- re- around specific religious communities, not a hundred percent, but it's not like it's really blooming the way they make it sound that it's blooming in New York. Mm-hmm. There is some fear mongering happening there. Um, and our numbers have been very low for months and it took a lawsuit, a class action lawsuit to get us open for any sort of indoor training. And because uh, basically the discovery day came when the governor and his team were gonna have to present discovery of why, here's the data to why we're closing you and they had none. The mm-hmm. thing that closed us in New York City once again is our mayor. Uh, universally, uh, you know, look, I- I'm not a Trump guy, but some people love Trump. Some people, I, mean, I don't know if anybody really loves Biden, but we're putting up with them. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the mayor de Blasio, sorry, mayor, has the unique distinction of like everyone hates him. Um, <laughs> so Governor Cuomo had no plan. He dumped it basically on individual town mayors, county mayors, and then uh, also uh, on the Department of Health with no real guidelines over the course of a weekend was like, this is what we're going to do. And mm-hmm. he gave de Blasio the ability to keep indoor fitness classes closed in New York City. Now, most privately owned boutique places are class-based in some way. That's spin, yoga, bar, Pilates, um, CrossFit, you know, uh, boot camps. Even if we're meeting the same guidelines, he then further went to define a class as two or more members led by an instructor doing an activity. He then further went to stress that even the coach cannot be viewed in remotely or previously recorded. That shit makes no sense and is killing Wait, the industry. What do, you, what do you mean you, they can't, they... You so literally, if you're with two to three people, yeah. you can't watch me on your screen and follow me on that screen. That's how dumb this shit is here. This is what's driving me crazy yeah. um, about being, um, uh, being in New York City right now. Look, New York City is not dead. The speakeasy is not dead. I love this fucking town. Yeah. But... Some of this government stuff is insane. And it's not just gyms, it's restaurants and everybody. Yeah. Like they like, you know, our government democratic side as well has gotten very good at trying to look smart by slapping hands and closing things and not the opposite of helping things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really a, a weird dynamic here where um, I have issues on both sides of the fence, clearly. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I kind of do wish there was a valid third party at this point, but. Um, so yeah, like he basically doesn't want instructors. He thinks instructors cause or break or promote the breaking of the guidelines. But four members in a room with the front desk person or four members in a room with a coach, if you're following the same guidelines, shouldn't matter. Your right. format shouldn't matter. If you could do it alone with three separate individuals operating independently, you should be able to do it safely guided by a coach. So yeah. it's just that type of nonsense that drives me crazy. Currently in New York, there is a another class action lawsuit that started to get heard uh, on Friday that we're hoping to hear more after the election. Cause this is political now, whether we like it or not, I know. Um, there is that element. So New York city basically stayed closed beyond phase four with no guidance, all fitness studios, big and small personal training included got lumped in with amusement parks, casinos, and movie theaters. And um, that's when I really started having issues like that. And this is my first time as a small business owner really seeing how this impacts people. And folks, like if you don't own your business, like it's great that you have a job you might love, but you really don't know what it's like when no. these things are hammering down and there's no support. TPP yeah. was bullshit, folks. Um, yeah. The EIDL was helpful, 
but it's still now we're in debt. So like, there's yeah. still no like, Hey, we're hosing you still. Um, relax. You know, it's going to be fine. It's just deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Deeper rent. So that's, what's been going on. So in New York, I'm trying, I tried, you know, we didn't do any, despite being named speakeasy of strength, we didn't do anything outside of the mandates because quite frankly, like I didn't want to risk anybody getting sick. I didn't want to risk the optics of it. And by right. anybody, I mean, my members, their families, my family, like my friends, like, you know, we kept it pretty cool. We kept everything on the, you know, uh, uh, on the up and up. We invested in laying out this space with new gear, better cleaning things. How do we make it, you know, our tiny spot as, as, as open as possible for the members and share mm -hmm. as little as possible. Like no one needs to share anything anymore. Right. Um, but we were only allowed even outdoor legally like July 6th. Yeah. So if you saw people in Central Park training up until July 6th, it was illegal. Ridiculous, yeah. by the way. I mean, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then when they opened up, we're at 33%. You have to wear masks. You have to be six feet apart. You have to have markers, health surveys, all that stuff. And, you know, people are adapting. People want to be inside. People mm -hmm. know now after seven months of being cooped up and stressed that they need to take care of themselves differently. Um, mm -hmm. I'll say for one, my blood pressure went up. My weight has gone up. Uh, and I found that uh, I needed to start putting on my oxygen mask first because I was so concerned with my family, friends, members, and team in this place that I wasn't looking out for myself consistently the way I should. Oh, yeah. Um, so now that you've been opened, mm -hmm. I'm sure, I know, I mean, I know it's, it's funny. It's like, it's a weird leading question because we've already <laughs> spoken about this. What was it feeling like those first sessions coming back? And then, you know, having it like, it does cause us all to look at our business models and see uh, not only where do we want to go, but like what makes sense knowing that the future is uncertain in terms of rollbacks and whatnot. What was that atmosphere like for you? I mean, so for us, um, like I am not to, you know, not to say that I, I hated what we were doing online. I was just, I'm an in-person person. So I was, even though it was on, you know, seeing people, it was helping. I was, I think I was so excited to have people more than one person back in. Um, and I knew we were being as safe, as humanly possible um, and again i'm lucky that we have a large space and we can have the doors open um so like the first couple sessions we had like we tried to make it fun i got a bunch of decorations i got a bunch of weird pinatas and fun things <laughs> around that no one could touch so it was, but it was fun um, i was like i have pinatas or we can't use those like, eh, eh. but um you know we usually at the msc way is to have lots of beers and cocktails and hang out and, and we've actually we actually figured out a way to do that on halloween which is nice but um it was fun and people were socially distant and behaved. And so I felt good. I think everyone felt really comfortable and safe. Um, it was like two weeks later that I started to like, I mean, so I mean, it's not a secret, like I'm very anxious, anxious, like under the best circumstances. So um, I just, it was like the, oh my God, what if someone gets sick? What if someone, like no matter what I do, what if someone gets sick? And of course, of all my gym owner friends, we were the first gym to have someone. <laughs> and it was like a second after we opened. They did not get sick here. Um, and no one got sick uh, because they were asymptomatic. So, you know, I had had a plan set in place um, and how I was going to react and what we were going to do if someone tested positive. And sure enough, like, I think we were open for three weeks when someone tested positive she doesn't know where she got it um and you know but that's why we had the protocols in place you know that's what then that's I, I told all my members I 
Um, we closed down for two days. Everyone got COVID tested. No one else was positive, but that's why we do things the way we do. And so in Massachusetts, if you're a beyond 14 feet apart, you don't need to have masks on. Our, we have uh, pods, blocks, whatever, spaces on the, on the floor that are 14 feet. You enter through one way, one at a time. You don't share equipment. You exit through the other way. Uh, if you have to leave your pod, you wear a mask. You're all facing the same direction. Um, our coaches wear masks at all times. So I was super confident she wasn't going to be you know, no mouse was exposed, but like thinking about that spider web of, oh my God, like, so, you know, she was in this class with one person. I shouldn't be saying she, is that against HIPAA? That person um, was, uh, you know, in in a certain amount of classes. And so that's kind of what led me. I've been wanting to move to a semi-private only model for a long time. And just the, you know, spider web of humans, you have to you know, make sure are tested negative when they come back, kind of push me into that more semi-private model, which is a blessing because it's what I've wanted to do for a long time. Um, I, I can't believe I said blessing, hashtag blessed. <laughs> but um, uh, it was good for the, good for business, good for me emotionally. And, um, you know, it was a big resurgence of people. Like a lot of people left when we opened and a lot yeah. of new people, we have a ton of new people in. But I think the the scary part, the scary part didn't happen until like three weeks and like I was feeling pretty good and I was just like waiting for the other shoe to drop. I know from when, when we opened, it was the, the fear was less about myself. Of course, right. I don't want to bring anything home to Kim and the kids. Right. Um, Kim, I should say, listeners. So Kim's company was pretty like overly ambitious Open. to get back in. She's yeah. been working nine to five in the city, Monday through Friday, zero remote for, month, for over a month now. So yeah. I knew like the, the, the weird thing that everyone, this is another part of the reality in New York city that might be different elsewhere. I'm not sure. It's like so many people are still like, don't go out. You can't do anything. And it's like, but the folks like more people are working now. You right. might not be, you might be remote, but there are more people than essential workers. God bless their essential workers. Right. Um, but there are more people that have to go in day to day. Like it's just right. a fact. So there is a risk. This does become a risk assessment and how safe can you be? Um, and for me, I'm like, well, I've been around Kim and the kids have been around Kim and we've been okay. You know, every right. now and then, every like five or six weeks, I randomly get a test. I guess it's not right. random if I'm going, but you know, I just, I, I don't go too long without getting a test. And I'm negative yeah. all along and just had my last one last week. And, but I'm so afraid of like one of my coaches. Yeah. Getting someone sick. You know, yeah. Or somebody that has a kid. Or sick and it's just hard because that's a reality of our situation, right? Like yeah. people are making, this is where people are making the decision that like, okay, this is part of, I'm, I'm going to be okay with this or I'm not. And just like we have to adjust our business models, people have to adjust their, you know, lives around that to a little bit. So we're open at thir- in New York at 33% capacity. And for the speakeasy, that is like five people max, including a coach. Mm-hmm. So we have, we were never based on cramming people in, but we used to be able to fit seven yeah. Uh, now we fit four spaces, but one of those we've decided is going to be a, def- a, a permanent teacher space. So there's no more yeah. than three members in at a time. Their pods are about like six foot seven wide and eight and a mm-hmm. half long. And the coaches have more space from the desk, both because we still do some hybrid stuff where it's online and in person at the same time. Yeah, but also like if we're coaching, if we have two members, personal training at the same, everyone has like a nice safe distance. But we have like the air sana- air and surface sanitizer. We have the yep. door open. We're dealing with all of that stuff. But there is that, oh man. And, and 
you know, uh, we had our first, somebody had a fever and te- yeah. texted. He, the person was like, you know, a student had a cold, got tested twice. It was negative. I now have the thing, the cold, um, but I need to tell you. So I told everyone that was around the person. We Which thank God they did. Cause people don't have to tell you. That's the thing. That's the thing that keeps me up. Is this person called me and told me and they were like, I'm asymptomatic. I haven't been in the gym in like 12 days. So it really wasn't even a thing that really was close to not being a thing. But I'm like, my God, how many people are interacting with people that don't tell you? And yeah. now it's like, who doesn't know someone that's had it or been exposed to someone who's had, I mean, who doesn't? See, I, th- I think there's still people that are like that and that, or, or yeah. maybe no one or two. And, and I, I, it's been pretty gross seeing some people just like, almost like fat lifestyle shame people for dying like ah well that person was diabetic that person was obese that person you know had high blood pressure from being sedentary it's like that person had a family and a life fuckers like right like put it into perspective Um, and so like you know everybody that was immediately around the person in session got tested everyone was negative and then you know if there was a positive then i would have called the cdc and done a you know a more expanded outreach for anybody that was in the room with me or um, but it's interesting when you go through it that like the guidelines actually for contact tracing aren't even that specific. There's a lot nope. more, um, by the rule book space, but we want to be really on top of that stuff. Right. So that was our first one. And you know, that sticks with me. And, uh, but it is, again, it's like, nobody got it here. Right. That's what I I kept on telling myself to make myself feel feel better. I was like, no one's going to freaking get it here. I'm fogging this place with, I look like a ghostbuster. Like all of our members are extremely respectful of each other. I will say that's one thing that starts to make me nervous now is like, I have been coming to work since July and like, I'm not getting lax, but like I see people like life is happening a little bit in Massachusetts. And like when life happens a little, like I'm like, Oh, it makes me feel a little bit normal. Then Then I panic. I'm like, am I, is, is life too normal? Like, and that's where like, I see people walking, you know, you know, getting, we're in the, these big pods, but I'm like, stay to the middle, like stay to the middle, you know? And it's like people, we crawl, we do stuff like that. And no one is being disrespectful, but like, I just, I'm not now, like I get a little bit anxious and like hyper aware of like where people are in their pod and, and all that. And it's like, it's now, you know, think numbers are spiking a little bit in Massachusetts and um, we got rolled back a little and I'm just like, I know that we're doing what we have to do, but I worry about everyone else that still have, like you said, people are going to work. Are people that are going to work, are they doing what they have to do? Their coworkers, like yeah. there's just more, it's that spider web. I keep on saying spider web and making jazz hands to illustrate it. But that's what worries me about people coming to the gym because everyone that's coming to the gym is probably going elsewhere and people going elsewhere are, it's just a lot of. I, I think most people have you know sort of uh started with the lockdown with their immediate family or partners or whatever and then gently over the months when the numbers started declining you slowly expand that circle of of, of space where like you know like you're just like i know you've been handling yourself responsibly we've been responsible we're gonna you know we're gonna hang out right and we're gonna keep distance and all that stuff that's the thing now that's the other part that i'm I'm struggling. I'm seeing so much like venom at people that like went out to a Halloween party and I get it. We're not supposed to, but folks, we're not supposed to be isolated for eight months. We're we're just not meant to be that human nature is to be tribal to some degree. And we're not meant to do that. And every now and then people want to now look the repercussions. It's like, well, you might maybe have a one night stand and you get a, I want to say the clap just to sound old. (laughs) You get the clap. Um, Or you, or you end up like preggers. Um, yeah. 
or now you might go out of the party and end up with COVID. Like both are serious situations that are going to have yeah. repercussions. But every now and then, like I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to judge. I don't agree with it. Right. But um, we're in that weird thing now where it's just been so long and the numbers have been so low. So it's easy to be like, oh, we're so safe now. And right. I, I don't like, I, I feel like I've gotten this um, reputation off of my social media for being very scared of the virus. Like yeah. someone, someone called me out for not having indoor stuff yet. Someone was like, are you really that afraid um, to not be having sessions yet? Just open. And I'm like, well, like, look, if I break mandate, right. when I don't need to, this is the other thing. Online was doing well enough that I right. didn't need to for whatever little bit of extra money a month would come in if I started at open sessions. Right. Um, that if one person got sick and it got back to me, if one person got sick and potentially hurt someone else with that, it's just right. not worth it. Right. Now, if your business is dying on the vine because you're closed, like I get it. Like you have right. decisions to make and your members are going to have those decisions. But like, it's not fear if you're being respectful, especially if you're in, I don't know if people really feel it, even in New York, what it was like in New York city in the boroughs. Yeah. Um, at least for me. And I know even people that live here don't necessarily feel like it was that, but like my members, my, myself, Kim, like it was a lot, it was a lot to deal with. Yeah. So, you know, there's that. I don't fear this virus the same way that I respect it. We have to maintain these precautions. Yeah. I will say, and you and I spoke about this the other night, like, you know, I was supposed to go to a, a, a party mm -hmm. and, you know, I trust everybody in it a hundred percent, but like the what if factor, if I'm the I leader, know. the owner of this place as the leader, and I'm tempting that a little bit too much especially like right after somebody had a fever like a week earlier you know that we had to go through this process then you know what like I have to make a little extra sacrifice and that's not fear that's being responsible and that's leading by example but yeah. the outward world now it's like we're in this weird thing like you're still wearing a mask in that picture or you're not you're yeah or, or vice versa like it's like I you know I got shit for like Kelly you know when we worked with Kelly um outside and, and that was like early and I'm like, we were outside swinging goddess and people were like, you were too close together. I'm like, I don't think we were, we were outside and we had masks on most of it, honestly. And then, you know, and then, if you know, again, as you expand your circle a little, like I trust people and I see some people, I try, I'm not being reckless. I try to be responsible, but then you have the, you know, like I didn't do anything on Halloween. I didn't, you know, I saw my nieces in, cause she was Ruth Bader Ginsburg and she looked adorable. And my other one was um, Maleficent. So I went to go see her. But like, there are things like that, that like, is it going to be that many people? No, but like, do I see a friend and hug a friend? Yeah, I do. You know, cause I'm in here in a mask and I, like, I feel comfortable with that. But like, I, I've gotten criticism for that just for posting something on the project where, you know, I'm doing. Um, and like, Everyone has to do them, but like I am a extroverted, snuggly human being, and I would be dead in the gutter if I was still in my house right now. And I guess you know, if you're an introverted person and you can stay home and do that the whole time, that's okay. But you yeah. you have to like I I personally have to live a little safely, and it's like you pick your where you're gonna take your risk. I think everyone has to have you know you can have a, have to have a little like people go to the grocery store and don't think that that's an issue. I mean, some people don't. Some people get their groceries delivered. Um, and I don't see that as any different than coming to a gym. It's like you pick where you want to have that little element of an S of like quote unquote risk in your in your life and how to slowly start integrating it to normal life again. And see, I actually I, I actually think the gym 
uh, again, uh, defender of the fitness industry, Fury. Um, we, I think we are like, we really do need to be to some degree deemed essential or an earlier phase, at least in New York. Cause I do think it's, yeah. we're, we're, we're it, it, with all of these comorbidities, they are fitness related. Fitness helps directly right. with them more than any right. sort of like known medicine thing on the day to day. One of the best things you could do in a distance, you know, is stay safe and train mm-hmm. like we know it. You know, like I, when I found out that my blood pressure was high, it was actually at a COVID test when they took my blood pressure that like your blood, you have hypertension. I'm like, I guess I do now. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I've been trying to keep Thank my COVID. boat for seven months closed. Right. Um, maybe that's creating tension is, you know, I started training and it's back down to like a happy number now. Right. Um, whereas I think we're important in that way. Whereas like, you know, in New York, at least nail salons, hair, tattoos. Right. These things were allowed open earlier where you're in direct contact, masks on still, but like we're still wearing masks inside here, but we're further right. away, more beneficial. Sorry, I want to get tattooed too. I'm not dissing any, I'm not throwing any other businesses under. Sure. I will also say this, when you put in the perspective that alcohol has been allowed the entire time, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And when you yeah. look at the, in New York before the current hotspots, you would see these parties breaking out and people hanging out outside of bars on the streets. Alcohol never got like a big shutdown whatsoever. It was like- you, Is that, um, I, I heard, well, I guess I like sound like a moron, but um, I heard that part of the reason that might have been was because like the homeless population and reliance on booze, the hospitals would have been even more overrun with um, withdrawal and craziness or, or perhaps other uh, overdoses. I do think there think is a why. part of that in the beginning, but like there's also systems that could be put in place sure. to long-term hamper I mean, that. To, to be clear, I've been, I drank a lot in quarantine. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's <laughs> so, probably, I don't think I can count on one hand days that we I drank, had drank during that. We had a lot of Zoom cocktails. hasn't stopped yet. I mean, I'll no. be honest, folks, like, folks, I don't want to sound like, by the way, if it sounds like I know what the fuck I'm doing, like, I don't, yeah. I really no. don't. No. Um, I, I, you know, we have a system in place. This place have, has evolved a lot. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that we did is, you know, we were closed for so long, like four weeks into shut, phase four in New York with no idea when we're going to be open. We sell a gear now. So we sell kettlebells, maces, Indian clubs, bands, mm-hmm. foam rollers. We sell gear now um, because quite frankly, it got to the point where I know a, a, a lot of gyms and trainers closed to just go 100% online. You know, I was like, I have to justify a need for a space because I could do this for my apartment. The, the name Speakeasy comes because all of this was happening in my apartment. Yeah. So I started selling gear out of here so that like, if we do get closed again, I can do online training myself from here and yeah, I can help people kettlebells and gear so that they can continue to train. Like it still fits our mission statement. I can help yeah. my members, other trainers and my neighbors continue to train at home. Mm-hmm. If they don't feel comfortable coming in if we're open or most importantly, if we get shut down entirely again, there's that avenue um, uh, of, of first and foremost, me being able to continue to help people, uh, empower my neighbors through strength and movement, but also to have some income coming in to justify that I have an exterior, you know, a, a brick and mortar building. And, you know, fortunately that went, you know, but again, that was credit card debt now because that first, you know, that was like a $20,000 order to make that happen. Yeah. Um, but I think that's worked in our favor right now. I, you know, I don't regret it. I might have a bunch of maces to take back to perform better because maybe I over order those oh, a little bit. You should drive down and because Kelly's doing that workshop. If she needs any, if you want to buy them, you yeah, should maybe. go halfway. I got to figure maybe, maybe that'll happen actually. You want to um, come to that workshop? Do it. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I would be down to check that out. 
Um, it just depends on the house. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm going on a lot. Sorry, listeners. It's also, we're booming echoing here because the speakeasy, I'm in a, like, basically like a plaster box right now. You don't sound echoey to me. I hear it. But anyway, so, you know, I, I think, you know, part of this is all about like adapting to where we need to, not, not just where we need to go in the short term. Like, I think you and I both had conversations, you mentioned how you switched to semi-private, of where do we want to go long-term? Like, how can we actually use this as a, a bigger creative problem solving? So there's some new realities in our world. Um, online training, whether you like it or not, it's a fucking thing. <laughs> you don't need me to tell you that. I still love, I still love that you get marketing ads. Like it looks like online training is a thing now. It's like really we're <laughs> no seven, shit. eight months into it. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, the possibilities of shutdowns are always going to be here now. I, I, you know, even after a vaccine, who knows what next thing comes, right? We've established a baseline and probably to be able to do it, hopefully in a smoother process, if some mega virus hits us again, that there'll be shutdowns. Um, justification of spaces based on like are people going to ever want to crowd again that's a big thing for me you know when i take this yeah. outside of the gym um my friends and members brie and rob french they introduced uh, a really great hardcore band to me you should check these folks out if you don't know them called be well it's uh oh. it's like almost a little bit of a super group some former members of bane and other bands um oh, brie and rob brie and rob both show up in the bane documentary oh. um cool from bane uh, I don't know. I think definitely the guitarist that was also in Converge, I think. But yeah. Well, yeah, he was. Um, okay. I know the drummer. Anyway, I'm like, when am I, how are we ever going to go to a punk show the same way? Like, I'm one of those dudes who was in the pit, grabbing the singer by the fucking shoulder and singing yeah. into the mic with a bunch of other random strangers. Like, I need that. I need yeah. that communal vent in the worst way. I need that massive shared moment of love Mm -hmm. um of just like whatever this piece of art is that we're listening to grooving on that we're in it together right now I um i miss that and, and but like i don't know when i'm gonna feel i would go to a show i've been to i would movie, go to a show but i'm not gonna go in the pit and i don't want to go to a show on a bubble i went to a comedy show i saw david tell um my buddy dave um hooked kim and i up to go see him in, in a driveway it was a drive-in at a, at a parking lot of a mall and Rockland County. I forget that you trained him. Yeah, I did I for a while. Him. Dave's awesome. I know. Um, and it was weird. Like, it was so funny. But then you feel for them because the way they're justifying, they don't hear you laughing in the car. You're flashing your headlights and honking. Oh, that's weird. So it's bizarre. But that's yeah. where we're at right now. Um, so anyway, what I, the, the ultimate decision, and, and, and I totally understand why so many of my friends, like I just found out that uh, Ed and Mike from uh, Results Driven Fitness up in uh, Monroe, went fully online and closed their brick and mortar, like a catalyst closed and is doing online now. Uh, there's a financial aspect to it for sure. Uh, a lot of these businesses that are closing say catalyst, like their greatest asset was their location because it was near where all these people are going to work. But when people are working from home, that becomes like a detriment. So I yeah. totally understand it. Um, for me, we're lucky that we were always meant to be the neighborhood, local neighborhood fitness spot. Like I never wanted a bigger reach than that. And I do want to hold on to this in person because I think people need uh, to Me be too. around other people in the safest of condi conditions. And I think we're safer than a restaurant because, again, four strangers, are eat not strangers, but four friends that might not be living together are eating right across from each other, drinking, eating, no mass on having fun. And do that. I'm, folks, I'm not saying don't do that. Yeah. But I think people need to, like, have a connection. And, and, and now more than ever, and I've been noticing it since I've upped my training, is just really trying to appreciate your physicality, um, 
being a part of a community that's not just on Zoom or on Facebook, um, being able to just appreciate physical locomotion, self-propelled motion, as opposed mm -hmm. to like, I mean, in New York, at least all these like electric bikes and skateboarders and one yeah. wheels and scooters and all that shit. Um, I, I still think we provide an important part of that. Now, will fewer people come to us? Yeah. But you can still have people a community. That, you know, you can have a small community. Like that's, yeah, that's, that was that's the hard all we pivot. ever wanted. Yeah. That's the hard pivot for me is like, MSD is like the, we used to have big ass parties. We were like party gym. And I was like really stressing about Halloween because we always have crazy costumes and a million people. But like to your point, like I, uh, my only goal right now is to just hold on and grow a little and just keep everyone happy because like I know that I, I need this place to be here for people. And it, Halloween, it fucking snowed seven inches in Massachusetts. It was freezing cold because there's leaves on the trees trees down everywhere so there's no power in the town oh, and wow. i might have a little community compared to what i used to have like we lost a good amount of like i'm gonna say a good amount of members um but we lost yeah i mean like a good chunk we're actually more profitable now because of it which is strange because it's a different model but i was like i'm gonna have four people here and i'm dressed up in a singlet like ac slater <laughs> what am i gonna do and people literally drove in the snow like walked uphill both ways the road was closed and they like talked to police officers and got around it. Wow. And we had people in every session. We only have six to eight, six people actually in every session. And then we had the one group class that was gonna have eight people. And we had like four or five people in every session, four sessions in a row. And people were in costume and we poured COVID friendly Prosecco and distributed and beers. <laughs> and like people came anyway. And I was like, this is okay. Like it's, yeah, it's not, you know, MSC slug and beers playing what we like to call butt quarters where you carry a quarter in your butt across the room and place it in a cup. Uh, a Valzania family. That's, uh, that's gross. <laughs> well, I mean, it's through your pants. It's really fun, actually. Um, my cousin that you met, she brought that to my life. Um, <laughs> Again, but, through like, selling gear. Like, I mean, through selling, really gear. selling um, gear. But it's not like that. But like, I just, m people that are going to come here need that. And people that have left are okay with doing online only in a Zoom environment or just on their own. And that's okay too. But that's just like, I know that that's a part of what I do now and that's yeah. okay, but I need to have this also. And I like actually that I learned that I can, like I met so many people through online stuff. I had old clients come back, people that have moved. Me and Kelly are working on this project, which you're going to be a part of as well. And like, that's awesome that you can expand your reach, but I will never not be an in-person coach. I just can't do it. Yeah. I, I think um, one of the great things that happened through all of this is realizing especially as a new, new business that we were, you know, mm -hmm. we, we celebrated our one year anniversary should, you know, shut down. Right. Is whatever we tried to be, whatever our mission statement is. And that, that sounds like we don't have one. It's literally on our window. Our mission statement is actually very clear. Right. But that it connected and we connected with our members deeper than I had realized. You know, it was yeah. almost like a proof, of, a proof of concept if we, you know, want, wanted to have a, a businessy term for it. That like, holy shit, this thing we made that w I know we all care about a lot, but it, as, the, as, the, as the ownership and as the team, but that the, the members feel it and eat it. And the, it's, those are the responses. And so, yeah, we have, we have many, most of our members aren't coming in. They're still Zoom. And mm -hmm. that is totally fine. Personal okay. training, largely, I'd say 80% 
is, is inside already now. And the newer members seem to want to come inside because they need that avenue. And what we can provide by being so obviously spaced out with less sharing and, and, and having taken this all very seriously and respectfully is like, you know, they, they feel that like there's a little, if they're going to hedge their bets, we're a better bet. Right. Um, you know, we have stations that they go to, <laughs> which I'm super proud of. We have, you can either choose Keanu, our, our uh, RGB, <laughs> Lizzo, or Swayze as your workout stations. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so we've also been able to like keep the spirit that whatever geeky spirit of the speakeasy <laughs> alive yeah. through that, even on Zoom. And, you know, we're still trying to sort out the hiccups now with people in person while online with the big yeah, screen that's hard. and audio, there's tricks there. But, uh, you know, like that makes it feel like more worth fighting for. And mm -hmm. uh, I also know, I think, you know, some of the things we did, you mentioned like, yeah, it's not the same, but it's the best we can offer. Right. And, a lot of people feel lesser in that and, or maybe that's why they blew off switching to online sooner but it's like this is the only game in town right, right. like you know illegally at least you know again like it's so funny how people think like oh they suddenly got blinds up like that's not a tell um yeah. but the when we switch to online and people are like cutting rates or dropping hours or flipping schedules like no your time is still your time Right. You know, nobody's paying to, to, to use a, a rack or specifically for a kettlebell here on the hour. They're paying for our yeah, coaching. For They're paying yeah. for us. So, you know, we're going to transfer it. And we were just very, very, very open. Because in the beginning, you know, there were a number of people that were like, I'd like to put everything on hold. When dust settles, we'll come back. And I, had a, I wrote a group email to everybody. And I was just like, look, I completely understand that. But please know, we're so new, there might not be a place when the dust settles. Yeah. And we don't know how long this is going to go for us or for you. We don't want your progress to slide. We hope you stick with us. And you know what? Right. For the most part, it did. And then as people started losing their jobs or getting big price cuts, we, we started a program called No Crew Left Behind, where we would either find a price that they could afford, make it donation-based, or give them a free membership. Like, if you supported right. us, we're certainly not going to lose a member from this virus. And, right. you know, slowly that it had a... a, a a financial impact on us in the last two months but like emotionally i can at least say we stood by everybody and, right, and they'll stick with you. Like, come up. they'll stick with you and that's you know i did the same thing where like i know we have you know which is very cool we have a lot of people that own businesses that come here um and i called them all and was like if you hey like just log in let's not worry about it now we'll figure it out later and they're the people that refer you people after and they're there you know and now they're the people that are coming in and bringing friends you know or referring and like had to actually close down because we are smaller and less space we closed down membership for a little while before and then we opened up 10 spots for november and i'm like i've never had to do that before and in a way i'm like that's that's pretty awesome because then like? <laughs> i i know I well, like well i mean it's but it's because we don't have the space you know i mean we have space we don't have the space but also like i don't i can't like just put on classes willy-nilly, you know, because as, as you know, I'm coaching quite a, a, quite a bit right now and I can't uh, add anymore until I hire another coach. Um, but it's also the expenses involved in that. Like I know we've right. had to cut back on some on some sessions. We brought in some new coaches while we were right. here for like an hour here, a couple hours but there. But it's not free, like overhead's not, overhead in the gym, people don't understand overhead in the gym and insurance, how, how much we pay. Like it to add a class costs a lot, yeah. costs a lot of money. It, 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 and then there's the monthly that if that if there's only one or two people in that session it, and the instructor's it. getting paid, the, the studio is really not getting anything or right. losing. Yeah. Right. Um, but you know, there's those, you know, there's the times where you make the investment investments and 
you know, there's some like things that we've been addressing here that, you know, we just have to get sharper, you know, just as, as a, from the business side. So we have a, uh, a bookkeeper, the amazing Nikki from MFF is um, going to be helping us out and just to get sharper on the business side so that we are state more stable long-term. Um, and that's probably our next, our, our biggest transition that we're in the process of going through. Cause I think we yeah. have, good systems in place. Um, I do think there'll be a rate increase soon because we haven't done that since. Um, there are still people that think we're too pricey and I'm like, well, you know, like I'm not going to like play the discounts game. Like these are our discount offers yeah. or you can find a cheaper place. Um, I don't want to be the, the bid at the bottom. Uh, so that's something I still struggle with. And I noticed like our neighbor, the people we, we're, we're starting to get a lot more leads again over the last month, but they're definitely more fishing than before. Because yeah. I think price is a little bit of it. Admittedly, our schedule is a little limited. Um, yeah. But again, I'm going to go by like, you know what? Like, we're still the fucking best. Like, I'm sorry. You like, believe in what you do. Bumble brag for a moment. But if you're going to use a kettlebell, a sandbag, or crawl around the floor, few places are going to have the pedigree of this place. Right. Um, and that's what happened when we transferred to semi-private. Like, people were like, so we tried to keep one membership option that was basically the same price as our, our other membership literally five dollars more but we had a handful of people that were on a very low rate when they started and i never increased and 90 percent of them stayed two left and i was like heartbroken i felt like i was breaking up with someone every day that someone left but at the same time like our semi-private is a custom program that we write for every single person that is like what you would get in private training and so when i broke it down like i was talking to one of them on the phone and i was like you're paying the equivalent of $11 a class. Do you think that's appropriate for the level of service you're getting? And they were like, oh my God, that's so cheap. No, but then yeah. they didn't want to pay more, you know? So I'm like, well, and that's fine then. Like, and I'm sorry, I can't let you, I can't. And that was like a gut-wrenching conversation that I am. Um, there's a point of like- you feel like they don't respect you. I'm like, don't you respect what I do? Like, there's, there's a point where the legacy memberships, and this happens to everybody that has them. Like you have to address it because it's disrespectful to us or to you. I know. And that was a really hard one for me to swallow that. though. That, yeah. I uh, did think I was going to keep that membership forever. But then when I realized like what I was- actually charging people for what I do and like the education I pay for all my staff's education that's not super normal I pay for you know generally speaking like I do a lot of certifications I pay for coaching with you like I work with Fury once a week um, and we do have these education have these workout um, I'm you know it's I I'm a better coach than I was six years ago so I haven't increased prices ever not once I know and I, I I don't want to scare any of my listeners, uh, any of my members. No, I know. But I mean, even a little but bit, but, like, but rent goes up every year. Insurance goes up every year. All of our expenses go up every single year. So, um, yeah, that there was a hard. To, there that also was has tough. to be room for just, I don't mean to step over you, but like there has to be room to just allow that you're better a year later. So yeah. you're worth more. You know, in every other yeah. company, like there's a, a, you know, an annual review. Yeah. And, you know, like, I want that. I'm also, excuse me, coffee burp. <laughs> I also am like, you know, I'm not going to be giving out like as much free stuff. And I know that's become such a baked part in their science that shows that certain things are good and lead to stuff. Um, yeah. I'll discount things, but I just think, you know, one of the negatives I saw uh, uh, during the shutdown was how everybody raced to give as much free content as possible. Mm -hmm. um, that didn't bring in any actual money mm -hmm. and added stress and sleep and, quite frankly, dilutes the market. And I, you know, right. I think that's where my visual effects background kicks in because I saw what it was like to low bid jobs and do free right. shit for companies expecting some massive return 
And, you know, time and again, like, you know, people value what they have to pay for. And that's what I'm finding. Like, I have this new, like, in, I almost said inburst. That's not right. Influx. Influx. (laughs) Of clients that, like, when I tell them the price, they're like, oh, that's actually really reasonable for what you offer. I'm like, okay, thank you. Um, and, and honestly, it was just a few people and it, they're not bad people. They're wonderful. I would love to have them back in a second. And I hated that I had to increase it, but I really like, I'm like, it's one, it's not fair to the other people there here that are getting, I mean, not that it's not fair, but um, cause they were with me for a long time, but it's just like, I haven't, I didn't even take a pay. Like I didn't even take pay like the first year we were in business. I paid myself almost nothing. And until recently I paid myself dog poo. <laughs> like It's like, people don't realize how yeah. little you get paid. Um, and I like, we need to adjust. I, I need this place to be in business because I really do feel like I'm supposed to be doing this and I feel like I'm helping people and I can't keep it open if I don't charge something, if we're doing that kind of a service, it's not group training anymore. And that's not a thing anymore. And you know, some of them wanted, and it broke my heart. Like some of them wanted, they're like, oh, I just wanted it to be like it was. I'm like, I do too, but it's not. And I not, actually yeah. don't, to be honest with you, I wanted to do some private training. Um, I would love to have groups as well. And we will one day, cause I will keep this place open like if it kills me, this place is going to stay. I'm mean, going to say this is my tomb. I'm going to be buried in here. <laughs> You'll find me in the, stuck in the ground. But like that was the hardest part. Was that I hate the word pivot. I said pivot so many times. Oh yeah, but that this was pivot to semi private, which is something I wanted and was best for me. It kind of made me feel like I had been working for other people and for like previous employees and stuff for to pay them for years. And I was like, oh, I, and I have like this past couple of weeks, I'm like, I'm having like a little bit of a like, okay, like I, this is what I want to do now. And, and people are really happy with it that are here. And that's a good thing. Um, I wish I could help everybody and please everyone, but you can't. It, and I try to come to grips with that too. Like, you know, like I, I, we're a really unique thing and I, I'd rather do really well by a few people than yeah. mediocre by a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what we put out. And I could tell sometimes people think this is like, we're, you know, generally speaking, we're not like a crush your soul type of workout place. And we're, we're yeah. very feely, not hands-on yeah. feely, but like, <laughs> you know, we're about the emotions and stuff when we, we, we handle that aspect of it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm okay to have that, that little niche in the neighborhood. Uh, you know, I think it's good stuff will come out of it. Again, I think it's just like with your training, like good input, you know, creates yeah. good output and good output creates good members. So in terms of like social media and marketing and all that stuff, I just try to stay positive. And I know on my personal page, I wrote uh, some pretty more specific like thoughts on what's happening um, yeah. that I think some people hated. And I think a lot of people actually, I got some really great feedback from it during it. I haven't right. been writing those so much, but I think it's easy in trainer land to get caught up trying to be peer to peer without actually questioning the why behind it. Mm-hmm. And I think I guess I tried to like present a little bit of like a different light, not specifically, but only that, or, or to give you a path, not you specifically, Tina, but right. to give somebody a path, but to be like, really take a moment and be like, what the fuck do I want to do? Like, this is what's happening in fitness short term. This is what might change long term. And, you know, and then there's a space in between. Where do I want to be at the long term phase that this isn't miserable from this moment now to there? Right. And that's and all like, what I do you like to do? Like, what do you to like do? to do? You know, yeah. like, what is it that you enjoy and who do you want to be around? And that's like, it's important. And like, I know this is super hard for me because I'm very people person. Um, but like, not everyone's going to like me. I mean, like, I hope like a lot of people do. <laughs> I fucking, but, I've learned but to super embrace like that. Me. 
Um, I want I want the people that like me to really like me. Like I want their approval and I don't want to let them down. That's like a my yeah. ego thing. But like I just I'm I'm just clear like you're most people are going to think I'm like I would imagine especially in like the kettlebell land. You're either going to die with what I'm putting out or you're going to think like what the fuck for this. <laughs> well, I just think people think I'm an asshole because I'm like literally trying to get inside of sandbags and being an idiot. But that's like that's what you're going to like when you come here you know I know my shit, right? And yeah. I try to, you know, my our business page we try to you know the msc page we try to like in a fun way say like we know what we're doing i don't think that most people care if i anatomically cue them <laughs> like you know what i mean so i yeah. and and i think and, and maybe some and a lot of people do like that so uh we're gonna move a little bit off of reopening and being open in the COVID world and um i want to talk a little bit one of the things that Tina and I and, and a number of people like Kelly Manzoni and some people like uh, there was a lot of one of the other nice stuff, nice things that happened. I mean, I guess it's like a bad thing leading to a nice thing mm. is, you know, a lot of, and I'm not even thinking of any specific names, but it just felt like a lot of people with some social media clout didn't come off uh, looking as, I don't know, strong in a not physical sense as they project themselves to be when there's not a science faction movie happening around them. Um, it was just a look, man, like none of us know or, or how to handle a pandemic and stuff, but mm -hmm. there were suddenly like, uh, uh, some straight up denying. And I don't mean just mass or COVID or whatever, just like denying the facts. There was a lot of like, uh, I don't know. Well, how, how would you verbalize it? Cause I know we had these conversations. There was just like, like a sense of like, and it's okay to be open about being scared and stuff, but a lot of bold talkers suddenly had their tail between their legs a bit. And yeah. I don't hold it against them, but I guess it's like a, a, a preface of a reach out to anybody that might need some help to get through this. I don't mean just the mental health standpoint, but like share some ideas in your industries, whatever that might be. Cause fitness, you know, we talk about fitness here cause Tina and I own gyms, but I also know there's many, 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 many fields that are getting completely finger fucked by this right now. Uh, I threw that one out. Uh, un, uh, uh, I don't know. That doesn't actually sound so bad. Uh, they're getting hosed by this. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, that sounds. That's yeah, like, that was a bad kind of one. It sounded funny a word, but it's not like it doesn't sound like a negative. Um, <laughs> when I think about it, getting late and weird. Yeah. So, what what really came about was connecting and getting closer with your friends that uh and again i'm not saying that they were like super ego driven bulletproof but like we're like kind of open to be like you know we're going to try to navigate this together i'm i'm going to be very open when i'm collapsing um yeah. and how to help build each other back up as opposed to like one minute on social media being like oh i know everything you should really follow what i say and then the next yeah. minute being like the world is burning and we're all doomed uh yeah. there has to be a middle ground a little bit um and I think that was like a cool thing that happened. So I forget what we were calling it in the beginning of all this. We were calling it the non-douchey organization of, no, yeah, something about Something like the non-douchey organization of like-minded, non-dogmatic fitness professionals or something. Douchey was in there. Douchey and non-dogmatic was in it. Because like, here's the thing too. Um, I would say, uh, I'm, I'm with, with no like ill intent in saying this, I think both of the major kettlebell organizations scored some big fouls during um, the pandemic.
it Agreed. wasn't even so much about the companies and like what that is. It was like, you know, how people fueled into this stuff. And I think, you know, look, everyone has a right, no matter what the group is, who the cool kids are, what they want to learn, who they want to be around to be like, Hey, I got, I would actually like to know where does this company stand on something? Mm -hmm. um, Speakeasy is pretty upfront about it. Uh, I don't think anybody would be shocked. I'm voting Biden tomorrow. And they also have the ability to say no and then sort of deal with the repercussions of either of those. Um, right. I don't know. It's a tricky place to be, but I think people have the ability to choose one another. And one of the grossest things were is like the divisiveness on it. And I'll say this as a, as a, as a former master RKC, um, people were texting me and messaging me about it. Like, and I don't mean like Tina as a friend having a conversation with me, I would be called like, I get tagged on stuff and be like, we should protest. And I get tagged on stuff. Well, this company's response wasn't as good as this company's response. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Right. Like, well, the other uh, thing is too, like, it's like, sometimes like you or I know people in the organization, like I was just waiting for an, like, I was super upset and I was, I'm uh, highly emotional just on my best of days. <laughs> so I, you know, like we're trying to talk to people we know and be like, hey, was this a huge oversight? Cause like, this is fucked. Um, and I know that's what, I mean, I was, I wouldn't say I waited, I waited like a couple days. Um, and I got eaten up by that from a lot of people like asking, you know, you know, got called out a little bit. Like, why didn't you respond? I'm like, well, I, I emailed people that I know <laughs> and I was waiting because it's an organization I was a part of. And I just wanted to make sure I had the facts before I openly was like, Hey, listen, I'm, I'm not a part of this anymore, which I felt the need to do. I know other people are not a part of the organization, didn't feel the need to like publicly denounce them. And that's okay too. Like, it's all okay. Just social media is like the worst. <laughs> so, well, you know, it, it yeah. is, it's, I'll put it this way. I don't even think it's all social media. There's a weird thing with fitness and I guess it's with, um, you know, I don't know if this happens per se in other companies. I'm sure it does in certain fields, but like there's this competitive nature of defining yourself against the cert. And now look, yep. as somebody that teaches for groups and has taught for groups, like I'm very proud of the groups I'm involved with and the work that I've done with, with, with them. And you know, it's teaching, but it's not the sole thing. It, it might define part of my training philosophy, but it, does, it doesn't define my personage. And I think the problem with some of these organizations and the dogmatic part of it is, is it starts right. to become like a greater indicator of my worth in an industry. Right. And I mean, let's face it right now. If you were to take, say, RKC, there must be tens of thousands of RKC instructors at some point yep. at this point. Same thing with Strong First. Yep. Um, that doesn't make you uniquely special. Nope. If it just means you all collectively had a shared experience right. that you could talk about. And that's great. And it's solid education, right. not taken and away. Some, and the, problem, to that. the problem is, is people start to take it like they're talking about someone's mother or, or significant other, right. and they can't see how you could see away from it. And that part, and then the best is like, they get super dogmatic about what their brand put out. Right. They align with that. They, you know, they'll still on the other side of that shit talk people for not critical thinking. And it's like, well, listen, parakeet, right. You're calling, you're towing this line. It's great if you believe in it, but it's also like sometimes all the words out of your mouth are exactly what I've read in the blogs and seen at courses. So maybe now it's time to be a little bit more original or at least a little bit, put your own critical thinking on it. Put your own, put your own, yeah, put your own spin on it. And, you know, do like, but the other thing is too, like, I mean, a lot of people can swing a kettlebell a lot. Like think, like think about just huge names. Does, does Dan John hold an RKC or strong first or IKFF for, you know, and like, he does, do I, though. 
Oh, does he? He's the best for DC. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> well, whatever. Uh, bad example. I'm stupid. But also, like, oh, do not. I? You trained me to recertify for my strong first level two. Is it the same? It's probably the same test. Like, it's pretty similar, all, I'd imagine. It's an. Right? I mean, it, it doesn't. There's lots of people that can swing a kettlebell. I and, still and, to this. Or that can train like they don't, that have never taken any cert. Like. There's lots of good strength coaches out there and you should learn from people that have not that been have been outside of the organization you chose to learn from. Completely. I don't I don't regret one dollar. I mean there's a lot of dollars to be honest with you, but um <laughs> that I spent on strong first, a lot of them. Um I don't regret one minute. I, I I got and I had I think I had very good experiences assisting and taking courses. I never um I learned a ton. I I don't agree with every instructor I ever learned from at those, like at those certifications or thought everyone was the best trainer I ever had ever. But a lot of them were some of the best trainers I ever had ever, you know, it's people. Like, team. You don't yeah, they got, a, they got a bunch of hitters. Yeah. And you don't like, you don't jive <laughs> with every, you know, just like we were talking before, like I, not everyone's going to like you and I don't like everybody as a human. So like, I don't necessarily want to train with someone that, if I'm, that I think is an asshole as a human. doesn't mean they're not a good coach, but they're not a good coach for me yeah. sometimes. But I mean, there's just like, there's value in learning from other ways. Like I'm sure the RKC teach has different, uh, like not probably maybe some, some of the same drills or whatever, but it's maybe it's presented in a different way or the, you know, in a different order that might be yeah. beneficial for a different reason, you know? So I just, I always, that's always irritating to me where people are like, oh, well, you train with them like are they this or are they that I'm like no they they're a coach it's good they're, they're so so quick to jump on somebody to turn it against them instead of just like you're not it's like they were all, like and i'll say this on either side it's almost like rejecting your ability to have an opinion because their opinion is based on the brand right. and i'm not folks i'm not even talking about like hq or ownership like we're talking like member to member attendee to attendee, yeah, attendee. instructor to instructor um, I had folks that like I had assisted at things texting me about like, well, this response and that, and I'm like, I don't make your decision. So like when Tina was going through this, like, I understand, like, I, I again, as a business owner, I would have handled it differently on my end. They have every, every company has their own right, right to do their thing. What's weird is when like how sensitive other people got. Yeah. But don't and, get paid by them. You always say that. I mean, that's the other thing, yeah. right? Like I, you know, oof. I, I want, I, I think everybody that like takes a, a like a like a life-changing event like i'll say my rkc that i oh went God, through the strong first stuff you know again i've done a lot of work again i'm not i'm not just in the brand everybody yeah. either of them i'm just saying like people have their right to sort of like make their decisions about how they feel ethically or morally attached to a brand because most of us are if we're, if we're wearing shirts or posting banners or having tattoos like yeah it's a little bit deeper so you know like if uh you know, if you had a Die Mighty logo tattooed and I went on a, on a shooting spree, you, you might really want to rethink getting a cover up of that Die Mighty tattoo. It's not going to happen, but that's where it comes in. And, and that's the level of personages. Now, what happens is people act as if they're an employee, you know, and, and, and let's be honest, like assistant instructors, and I've assisted a, a bunch, a bunch of times. It's where I got where I'm going or where I'm at and where I'm going. Um, you know, you're, it, it is an honor, but it's also, you're helping the company. Like you're a qualified person, especially if you've done it more than once, you are really a boon to the company and usually not getting paid. Maybe you get a dinner. Um, but your expenses are your expenses on most groups. As, as far as I know, uh, original strength is the only one that financially, you know, helps out the assistant instructors. They're the only ones with an actual leadership structured template, like ladder to go up to. 
So I just think it's interesting. So like, again, I, I don't want this to be so much about the specific brands, but coaches, peers, define yourself by your results of your members yeah. and how you run your facilities or your teams. Don't, don't worry about, you know, if you don't align with a company, remove yourself from it. Like yeah. you still have the information. Um, if you don't agree with somebody that removed themselves from it, you know what? Like, it's okay. You might right. hate Star Wars and love Star Trek. I'm going to say, I don't hate Star Wars. Well, see, Tina's wrong. Um, but I'm going to allow it outside of this thing, right? Like, <laughs> she's still awesome. So what I'm saying is I'm not making this about the brands in particular, but like that was the thing that I know Tina yeah, and I had fun. conversations about, about like, wow, like some people are a little fucking off the hook on this stuff and right. perspective. And I think that's an important thing. Uh, I, again, I think I've mentioned this. I don't want to be a broken record, but I know when I went, when, when, when I still to this day, six years later, get asked like, what's the difference between the two brands? Or I get boldly told like, I'm a this person or I'm a that guy. And I'm like, you know, I think that's fucking great. You do you. I coach people and occasionally I teach certifications for some groups. Now, you know where my unique position is? Is I'm getting paid to teach those initials and yep. whatever that might be. And I'm blessed to have those opportunities. Most people aren't. And I don't say that I'm better. I just happen to have that as an actual job title. Um, yep. I love presenting. And quite frankly, when I think about it, it breaks my heart right now because it's what I miss mm. the most. February. Uh, February DVRT at MSC Strange. <laughs> um, but anyway, like, like folks, like use this time if you haven't learned anything like it's about the education and it's about the brands and it's about, well, it's not about the brands per se. It's about the implementation and the results, right? That's what this is all about. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't tell you enough when, you know, I still, and I, I did it too, everybody, like when I first started, like if your initials, if your Facebook profile name, not even your business name is something, something initials and you're not a paid employee by that company, I would really rethink what you're marketing to your members. Cause quite frankly, the people on the street and the sidewalk out front of the speakeasy don't know what an RKC is no, or, or what any of these, uh, most of your members don't either. Like that's what happened with the strong first thing. Like most of my members didn't even know all that was going on. And I, I was going to tell them anyway, obviously, but like it's, they didn't know. They, I think that they trust you to do the right thing and educate yourself and be among the right people. It's just, it's crazy pants. Yeah. And I, like, look, again, I'll say, I don't think a company necessarily has to give an answer, like the answer yeah. somebody wants to hear or take sure. a stand, but respond to your members at least to be like, Hey, we're not going to like saying we're not going to have an answer is actually an answer. Right. Uh, and then everybody can use their own opinions, uh, you know, and do it. And, and, and that's where some, some, some things went awry on there. It's also, we are in such uncharted territory that sometimes as a company to just be like, you know, I get it. Your, your shit is crazy, especially for coaches. Like, how are you doing? Right. You know? And just instead of like trying to have like some bold and powerful, whatever, just be like, Hey, just checking in. Yeah. You know, like we're here for you. Thank you for making us a brand or an organization that will withstand this. Um, you are a part of this. Um, yeah. uh, I, I think like, that gets lost. And yeah, and that's, I mean, that's the kind of places you, you know, I know for like when I made a public statement about leaving strong first, you know, I'll say that, I mean, other organizations that I'm a part of that you might also be a part of reached out to me and said like, are you all right? Are you okay? Like the yeah. leader of that organization said, are you all right? Like, 
we're proud to have you. Thanks for your support. You know, and like that meant the world to me. But that's that's someone I can get. I want to get behind and learn from and um, align myself with. And you know, it, it is just like. But that's you know when we all started talking in our non douchey non dogmatic organization of people. It's like not not a one person on there had the same quote unquote initials. And I consider you all my mentors and people who have taught me all sorts of things. Um, I just don't know, but I get it because I certainly felt that, like you said, like my level one cert was a huge moment in my fitness life. And it's so, it's like intoxicating being there. You're like, whoa, like I'm a part of this thing. And it's super physically challenging and it's a feat of strength that is really hard and not everyone passes and that's a thing. And I do believe, like I like, you know, I liked recertifying and making sure that I still walk the walk. Yeah. And I, think that's I think that's important. Um, I agree. Some people don't love that aspect of it. I, I think it's, I, I do. Um, I don't agree on paying as much for it sometimes. Um, but I also, when I recertified, I had a one-on-one -on -one with the master trainer and it was online, but I got a lot out of it. Like I went for like two hours and they worked with me and um, that's one of those people that I still look up to and still think is a wonderful person and a great coach. And he spent a ton of time with me and went to the minute because he said I paid for this and it's a training session essentially. And it, it just, I just don't, things, it just, I don't know. I, I don't know where things go so awry that companies don't think that they owe it to their, the people like me who are so supportive that they don't need to say a thing. And that's what made me upset. Even if it's trying to be open-minded and someone will, oh, you're a virtue signaler or you're this or you're that. And it's like, can, 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 I, can I just have my own like feels about something and like just take my stand and, and let it be my stand and accept that I'm not trying to turn, make you believe in what I believe. Um, right. It's a hard part. It, it, it's a, it's a, so I think it's maybe the or important not, part of Or not. Post, like or say things on occasion and not do it all the time and then I think you get as a business owner and as someone who has you know if you have any following at all you get a little like I don't know if you get attacked by people like that but like not using your platform because you do but like it's like okay I, like I, you know I, I it's it's a struggle like I don't there's many social media anxieties over uh over COVID and I never had that before because I usually am just acting like an asshole so I, that was I mean just, my thing I, I, I <laughs> I'll say I, the bright side of this is I, I really saw people sort of standing up for their members. And I don't mean against one of these groups, but I saw like in terms of the whole situation of the pandemic, I saw some really good people rise up out of that, that I, like, you know, maybe I was friends with online, but like, haven't really heard anything about like, you know, in deep, but like, I know like John Rusin and or John, I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Like, you know, I saw him posting some stuff and I'm like, Oh man, I, I really, I see where he's coming from on that. And I, you know, I'm also yeah. one of those dorks. Like I'll shoot a message, just be like, Hey, uh, been liking your posts. I like you. I'll just say something creepy like I that. Do that too. People think that's weird. Yeah, I do it. Uh, so like when somebody's saying, oh, I'll be yeah. like, Hey man, I like you, you know, keep it up. Yeah. Um, not that my opinion's worth anything, but, uh, right. I think that's important. And so when we take when, uh, on the flip side of this negativity, I think there was like some real free thinking that came out and I'm not just saying like, Oh, I'm a free thinker. Um, yeah. I just, I, I'm going to align with the person more than I'm going to worry about a brand. And I thought that was really cool. Like me, you and Kelly yeah. come from like, like we have the kettlebell world as like a, like a, a, a center point, but yeah. you know, like the sandbags and the Indian clubs, like are the other bigger uniter. And then there's the May stuff. 
Yeah. That's Kelly's domain. And I'm totally happy to train with somebody like and learn from somebody and friend somebody that's got a skill set that I don't know shit about. Uh, And that was mace training at first for me. Um, And I think that's like a bright side. So I don't want this to come down like we're being like negatives or bashing. But I think it was like it was a good thing for I think for both of us. Mm-hmm. to open up and come out of that. I, I think like you and Kelly, I haven't spoken to Julian a, 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 as much, but it's great when I check in with Julian. Um, yeah. I'll also say like, I, you know, I checked in with Fisher and Keeler a few times, um, yeah. just trying to help out. You know, fortunately, MFF Bowery shut its doors for good. Um, so I went down there and helped out break down the racks that I helped put up, um, mm-hmm. which was cathartic. And now my, yeah. my, my window decal is probably yeah, stripped right. away. Um, but it's been a hard time. And I feel like some people on Facebook and the social media is thinking they're coming off smart, but making it harder unnecessarily. I guess maybe that's like the biggest thing. If I were to clarify the last, what feels like 30 minutes of this conversation (laughs) is that some people like just wanted to post to try to look smart, but in in essence, or not even smart, look right. Um, and made things harder as opposed to being supportive. And, uh, I lost all patience for that. And, um, you know, I started uh, unfriending, by the way, folks, doesn't mean I won't have a drink with you. It just means I don't need to see neg- constant negativity in a feed. Um, so that I've unfriended. Yeah, I, I don't mute. I'll just, because then I'm not going to go back to it. Like, I'm just, I've just yeah. started unfriending. It's not that I don't, I wish ill with you or because of your political parties. Uh, yeah. Unless there were a few straight up fucking racists that I found that I were, yeah, were, the, yeah. were the randos. Those like, they can go fucking fuck themselves. Um, but like, I just don't want to see constant negativity. So you got to think as a coach, we're supposed to uplift, right? Um, if you're just posting constant negativity, you know, where's it going to go? And, and, you know, some people like posting so much anti-mass stuff. Look, I don't know. Mass seem to work for our, our, in New York. But then I saw people like raging against mass. It's like, well, you know what? It might be the fucking mandate in your city and your clients might be scared. So why don't you ease off that? Like, you're not going to die unless you have a medical condition, which gives you an out. You're not going to die from the mask. I've done 20 minutes now straight with a battle rope, nonstop yep. with a mask on. Yep. I've done every training session except for one because I left my, uh, my better mask. We can't use gators here. Um, and I was a closed gym. I've done every session but one since we opened on September 2nd with a mask on. Folks, I'm uh, 48 years old now. I've got... <laughs> Uh, a comorbidity uh, in terms of an autoimmune thing. And I'm probably yeah. a little on the obesity side right now, if you were to go by the data. Um, and I'm still here. Yep. You know, so like, again, you can have your beliefs, but when you start hammering that shit home to try to elevate yourself, when the state government is probably going to tell you they have to do the opposite of what you're saying, you are helping no one, right. no one. So think about it for a moment, right? It's the same thing with like, you know, just allow people to be sometimes. Um, No one loves wearing masks. We all would rather not have them. But for right now, it's like our reality. And I don't think this is where we have to get up in arms about it yet. There's other shit that are bigger problems happening Mm -hmm. other than wearing masks. Um, So anyway, that's it on that. So what I'm saying is, (laughs) I can just like when you post something, think is this helping or is it hurting? Right. Is, is your opinion, yeah. yeah, is your opinion out of anger or is it trying to guide? Like those are important, important, important distinctions to be made. Um, hey, let's talk about something fun. Cool. Let's talk about what you got going on. We've mentioned Kelly Manzoni. 
a, a, a few times. What, what's going on with you and Kelly before we wrap this up? Fun, yeah. So prior to um, COVID, crazy. Um, I was really looking forward to 2020 as being like making MSC kind of like an education hub and having all sorts and having my friends from all different um, things, you know, different disciplines and different doing their own thing, like, you know, teaching for organizations that I love and believe in when that they are part of or having like, just like we were talking about, just like a theory day where you're doing theory things, like just fun stuff that they like to do and teach people. And I really wanted to have a whole bunch of different people. And then Kelly was going to do kind of a workshop series and we went down and you met up with us in uh, May-ish, maybe, maybe June. And we were talking about like, oh, like we had all these plans and like, you can't do them. I'm like, well, maybe there is a way that we can still do this. And we were having a beer on her patio and I decided that we were, we should dominate the world. And she said, okay, <laughs> which do we dominate the world? I mean, just do something fun, like a passion project that we could do together. So like worst comes to worst, we get to hang out for a weekend a month and film some workouts that we believe in on, as we talked about online is not going away. MSC has a hybrid model, but it's not like an on-demand thing. It's like you're doing the, like Zooms, right? Yeah. So I personally don't like love like a minimal equipment, not minimal equipment because I love kettlebells, but like, you know, the body weight, like 20 minute workouts. And we're like, let's try to create a, you know, I hate the word program, but I guess a program or like a subscription of some sort that's workouts that we like, how we like to train, you know, when we, when we can together that people can follow along with, have a bunch of different options, all different prices. that's maybe more accessible. Um, Kelly has a huge following. I do not, but um, you know, people ask her all the time if they can train with her and she can't see everyone. They can't come to her. So this is kind of a way that we can uh, do what we do and have a community outside of our physical reach, physical touch. <laughs> that sounded weird, weird and sexual. Um, uh, six feet distance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, physical touch. Um, but yeah, it is, um, so that's what we're doing. And we have, um, we're gonna have features cause I wanted to bring in like that kind of workshoppy element of it that I, I am missing and I wanted to kind of do. So we're having our friends and people we don't know, people we look up to, like talk about being weird. I'm like, I don't get like social media etiquette and I just reach out to people. I'm like, I think you're smart and fun. Yeah, that's pretty much people. what I do. And like a lot of times people don't reply to me. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. Thumbs up emoji, bye. Um, but I have no problem with that because I don't think there's anything wrong or creepy with telling someone that I think that they're good or awesome. So, um, and that's how I've made weird online friends. You know, so I have some weird online friends. I'm like, you're great. Um, yeah. And so we're trying to get people, you're obviously going to be on there first and hopefully regularly doing what they do and just showing that like there is like Kelly and I aren't trained the same way in kettlebells necessarily, but there's a lot of different ways to learn and I've never done sports style stuff. And sometimes we do that. And, you know, we both are, we both love original strength movements. So we incorporate that. And I'm obsessed with sandbag. So we incorporate that, but there's also like, there's different avenues in all of those disciplines. Like I don't do sandbag training like a lot of other instructors do like, or like in the same, st I guess, style, you know, like if I could just, if I was strong enough to play with that really bag all day, I would every day, but I'm, it's happening. I, it's on I know its it's getting better. It uh, is. I saw that video today. It's getting so much lighter. I did like 10 rounds of that. Um, and it felt good. So I don't know. We're just trying to do us a little bit and hopefully get people excited about the things we're excited about. And um, yeah, we've had a really good time so far. What's it called? It's, very it's called Revive, <laughs> Revive and Thrive Strength. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's hard to say um, for me sometimes. So we should, <laughs> I don't it's know like why. A, 
Did you ever watch 30 Rock, the rural drawer? Well, yeah. Do you know what I, I've, I've always, so I'm a trained Pilates instructor and I, I incorporate Pilates into a lot of my training. Um, and I have a really hard time saying shoulder girdle, shoulder girdle, <laughs> which you say a lot in Pilates, shoulder that's, girdle. That's how I feel in Massachusetts. I just think, <laughs> I think I just hosed it too, because I, I know that I struggle with that word. So then I overthink <laughs> the word as it's coming out of my mouth. And Massachusetts. I can't say Massachusetts. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. I like the way you said it that way too. I like the inflection. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. New York <laughs> City. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You know, it was probably not a great thing to do a podcast with my knit hat on because it's cold in here because I think I'm really loud on the mic now. I'm hearing myself in the headphones for the first time. <laughs> Um, well, I'm excited to be a part of this uh, Revive and Thrive uh, shindig. Um, you know, you're one of my favorites. Kelly's awesome, one of my favorites. And uh, folks, like, uh, on the positive side of all of this, I think we're all learning a lot about ourselves. But I, I think it's important, especially owners, um, independent trainers, really focus on uh, this suddenly got like very and now you know um, or one to grow on like really focus on you and your members that's what's mm -hmm. going to bring members really look at the people that person shines and I think that maybe that's like what I was trying to say earlier like you really start to start to see the bright spots within all of this find yourself by your actions and your thoughts and who you like to spend those with uh, and it could be like having like really nice disagreements with people because folks, there, there's a thing called conversation. Um, yeah. It doesn't always <laughs> equate to just affirmation. Um, so like sort that stuff out, look for those people and uh, it's going to be way more valuable in the end. Tina, where can people find you? You can find me at, uh, on Instagram at Tina B. Morin and my gym MSC strength at at MSC underscore strength uh, and MSC strength and conditioning on Facebook and Tina Morin on Facebook, MSC strength.com. I can't speak. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Hey everybody. Uh, I'll have all those links and stuff in the show notes. Uh, please uh, subscribe if you haven't already. Also, if you want to show some love financially to the show, hit up patreon.com slash coach fury podcast. Um, you know, even a buck goes a long way and I hope you dig the show, uh, comment. Let me know what you're thinking of the, the, the couple episodes back. Uh, it feels nice to be having a consistent show again. I'm looking forward. The next guest is going to be Charlie Casera, um, owner of SE fitness, but, uh, now the CEO of the United States and New York state fitness coalition. Uh, he's done basically a big part of why we're open right now. So I'm excited to chat with him. And uh, check out Tina's stuff, check out Kelly's stuff, and reach out. If there's somebody that you dig that you've been seeing their posts, send them yeah. a message. They might not respond, cut them slack, but send them a message. Just let them know, because I, I think it's good for pe people. People kind of need to know that they're doing all right. Because um, right now, fuck, man, I feel like my process on this changes hourly. And, uh, you know, it's nice to know if you're on the right direction or not. So with that, before my client comes, before my speakeasy <laughs> crew member comes in, I'm like with the mask at the ready for the mandate too. If you can see me, I literally have it like a slingshot ready to go on my face. Um, thank you, Tina, for coming back on. Thank um, you, sir. And being my buddy and uh, helping me off some ledges throughout all this. And 
again, you were one of my, you, you were the biggest bright spot outside of here. Like super um, grateful for you. Same. You got talked me off many a ledge. Do you still do die mighty at the end? Do we still do that? Oh, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I totally fucking You're forgot about it. I mean, it's on the outro. So Tina, will you tell the listeners to die mighty? Die mighty. <laughs> That's awesome. I totally forgot about that. Uh, all right, everybody. Have a great night. I hope, uh, I don't know, wishing you luck tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow being November 3rd. Uh, have a good one, everybody. The Coach Fury Podcast is created, owned, and produced by Steve Coach Fury Holliner for Fury Industries, LLC. Music provided by The FTW. Visit the FTW.nyc for band, tour, music, and merch info. Artwork created by Glenn Gurrieta. Visit glengurrieta.com, that's G-L-E-N-N-U-R-I-E-T-A, or follow him on Instagram at glengurrieta. Voice over by Laura Palmer.